Hello and welcome to Just Us Thinking. I'm your host, Michael. And I'm Chad with the Proud American Patriot Podcast. I'll be your co-host today. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you're, re- you're taking uh, Rebecca's place here. I am. We're uh, going to do a little bit of unboxing and some D&D stuff. Yep. So she was amateur hour. She's, uh, she's new to gaming. So we want to talk about uh, this. This box we're going to talk about today is a little bit more uh, Game Master related. Yeah, so. which, which uh, kind of brings us to another kind of joint venture that we're doing. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to start another podcast. Yep, the uh, party uh, gamers party of six podcast. Yep. Now we've recorded a couple episodes already. We have. Yeah, we so, got a couple of them going, and probably get another few in the in the bank, and then start yeah. releasing them. That, yeah, I think we're waiting for a couple more. So um, stay tuned. Watch. Uh, start watching for those coming out. So I think uh, starting us off on here, uh, let's uh, go to the uh, the box of the hour, right? So this is going to be the Game Master Toolbox, and I'm going to kind of lift it up there. That's, it's a black box. It's pretty simple, pretty basic, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to... Now, this one's not sealed. Uh, the other ones were sealed. So we're going to see here, and you're actually on camera going to see how we open here. it here. All right. Look at that. We have tissue paper. It's a box of tissue paper. That's what Imagine the game master that. gets. So yeah, like I and we're gonna peel this back, and ne- we don't know what's in here. So we're gonna peel it back. What do we got here? Oh, there's that's what when you open it up, that's what you're gonna look at. So that's gonna be this is gonna be fun. All right, let's yeah, uh, let's dig into it. Yeah, let's dig into this and pull this back here. I'm gonna move our uh, our board up here. Let me pulled this down like that all right so me and rebecca went back and forth picking stuff so i think we should do that and since you're a guest you should go first well i'm going to start with this little bag here it's a bag of dice anyone who knows me knows that i love my dice so i've got quite the collection we all if if you're not a dice goblin by day two the girls turned into ice goblins super quick. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. It's amazing that they, they'll go and buy dice and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy it for this. And then they change their mind and then yep. all of them that they're, they're, they belong to them. What colors we got? Uh, looks like we got, uh, Rebecca would like these. They're purple. Oh, damn it. So we got some dice here. I'm going to put them down so we can get a good look at them. All right, let's move those up right underneath the camera there. Oh, that has a... It's got the bonus. That has a bonus Metal die. Okay. I, oh, it's a bonus metal dice? Yep. Oh, and And it's it. gold. You know, To me, if you're playing a character that comes from royalty, this is the perfect set of dice where you got purple and gold. Damn it. This is Rebecca's colors, too. Um, Can we say that we didn't get these dice from yeah. her? We can hide them. Although she sits right next to you at the gaming table, so she'd pick up on it quickly. Yeah, damn it! I, I like those dice, but she's gonna call dibs, <laughs> and I gotta live with her. Yeah, that's bullshit. I can take them. I, I'm a dice goblin. I can always use more dice. <laughs> we all could all. Yeah. All right. And, I think I'm gonna go next here. Let's see what else we have here. Um, I'm going to. I got a package. There's a. I don't even know uh, what this is. Nice bag. It's a dice bag. Yeah. yeah. I just bought like two dice bags. <laughs> if, if you have, have a lot of that. dice, you can never have enough dice bags. 
Oh, they okay, they're after my own heart. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't that kind of cool? I'll put it on the main got camera a here. D&D shot glass. Yep. It has a uh, a D20 on it. Look at that. That's so and I'm going to put some of the dice back up here for just representation there. So I mean, that's that's not a mini shot glass. No, that's, that's a We're going to leave those dice up there too. I think those are going to sit up there for a while. Did I get them all? Yep, you got them all. All right. I think that's yeah, so just for comparison, that D20 on there is almost as big as well, a little bigger than the an actual, actual D20. D20. Yep. So that's actually a nice shot glass. Yeah, that's not a joke. No, it's it's not a cheap plastic thing. It's that is not cheap plastic. No, that's a nice shot glass. And you know, if you're at an all adult table, yeah, you can get some of those. If you critically fail, you take a shot. Oh yeah, I love those. Uh, by the if you really screw up in the game, you could really have a lot of shots. Yeah, that's uh pretty crazy. All right. Yeah. I picked. What's your what are you gonna pick next? Uh, I think I'm gonna take this deck of cars here. It's uh at Mars Cartography. All right. right. There, get a good look at it and we'll see what it has in it. It's sealed. It is on both sides. You're we'll rectify kidding me. that momentarily. Yeah, because we always have a knife somewhere on us, right? Yes, I, I don't go anywhere without the trusty knife. I'm not going to ever find the proud American patriot without a knife at yeah, all. It's, uh, and it's a patriotic knife, too, isn't it? It is. I'll uh, give everyone a look there. It's got a little flag on it. And yep. That's my everyday carry around. I will tell you that I believe as a proud American patriot that every man should have three things on them. A pocket knife, a writing utensil, preferably a nice pen, and a lighter. Yep. Survival stuff. It's survival and it's just stuff you need every day. Yep. And even if you don't smoke, carry around a lighter. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, it's a good way to start a conversation. You can pick up chicks that way, right? Yeah. You know if they smoke, they poke, right? <laughs> if they smoke, you poke. <laughs> you hope. How much plastic are you going to... I I shouldn't have picked this one. It's too much work to get I, into. <laughs> I'm glad you picked it now. You deal with all that yeah. work. Yeah. There's a knife in this bag, in this box. I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> I don't think there is, but so let's see here. All right, what do we got? Oh, so this is this is great for a DM. Oh, um, yep. I'll kind of put these up here. I don't know how well you can see them. We'll put them down in just a moment, but it is a deck of just parts of a dungeon that you can piece together and make your dungeon. I'm gonna move these out of the way a little bit. Just so you can get an idea. Yep, get those out of the way. And so is it just, I'm going to pull some of these out just yeah. to see. Well, here we'll get oh. kind of a good view of one of them. So, yeah, you can take these and oh, just kind of piece is... them together from where one goes to the other and really quickly put yourself together a dungeon. I will love something like this. Because uh, anyone that's DM'd before knows that you can take a lot of time trying to build a dungeon and trying to think of ideas to make it look just right. That is really, really kind of awesome. Right, Mikey? You like that? Are you ready for this? Ready for what? This dungeon. Yeah. 
These are dungeon cards. <laughs> this is going to be a scary dungeon. It could uh, be. After I drop some mobs in it, it definitely will be. So, And the good thing on there, I will tell you, that I like about those cards are they're numbered. So if mm-hmm. you... If you know where, if you, you could create monsters for each of those basically, you know, sections, and then you could just randomly put them wherever you want. Oh, yeah. And if you have a cheat sheet of, uh, like this one right here says 39. So 39 has uh, a family of hobgoblins. Yep. Number, I'm going to just randomly pull up. Number 47 has giants. You know, you could, yeah. you, I mean, yeah, that's. And you know, you have it makes it real quick and easy for a DM because you have that number there. So, in you know, like you said, room thirty nine, you've got a family of, or family of four hobgoblins. Right. You have that. You drop their stat box, stat block on your your cheat sheet as well, and you've got everything you need right there. It's just a matter of how you piece it together, and and with the numbers like that, you can even you know kind of write out where things go because you might not necessarily be setting this up at the table for the first time so right you set it up at home and you know if, if the table isn't at your home you can put it back together and then, then just lay it out real nicely it's this is yeah. this is one of the best things i've seen for a dm to quickly get prepared i agree and, and plus you know what if if you want to just have something random pop up you can make a random dungeon out of this so quick yeah, I could see that totally being I'm easy. Take now, six, seven random cards and then just piece them together. What I like about this, too, is anybody that plays module and stuff like that. I like module, don't get me wrong. However, when you don't want your players to see the whole map, you have to like put your paper kind of goofy. Right. This eliminates that. Yeah, because each one of these is a room. So you go from room one here to room 39. Yeah. And all they see is room one there right and then as they go through this exit over here here's the next room you're going into and you just put that right down next to it and there you go you build the dungeon as you go so as the the dm this is great because you have your list of where what corridors go to yeah and and then you just play them down as they go into those corridors and i think are these I thought some of them looked like that. No, I guess they're not multi-sided, but that's okay. That that makes it even better because then you can just have it sitting like this with the backside down and flip it over to show them where they're going into. Yeah, that would be that would work great. Wow, that's really cool. I uh, those are awesome. Those are great. Yeah. All right, I think I'm next on the pick, aren't I'm I? I'm gonna move these cards and stack them up for us so they're not taking up the whole display tray there. Oh yeah, that's a lot of cards. All right, I'm gonna go next, and I'm going to I'm gonna pick something you like. So, this uh, this says the shop of many things. It's a uh, it says elemental ink pen. So I'm gonna hold that up there like that. I will open this up for you, just to kind of see what we have. Um, let's see. God, these packages are a little tight, aren't they? They are. That's what she said um okay so i'm gonna put these down on front of the camera there there's a couple of them there i'm holding one still um yeah they're just regular ink pens so you have blue black and red um for ink pens um i don't know what do you think about uh ink pens in the game i don't normally use pens uh just because it's permanent and with D and D typically things are changing all the time. Yeah, 
but the nice thing about the multicolor is you know if you're doing pen and paper for your notes and you need something that's going to jump out for when you get back to it if you're doing everything in black and then you switch to a red for that part makes yeah. reading your notes a lot easier and knowing oh this is important or you know when i even when i type up my notes on my laptop i'll do different colors because black is the narrative that i'll give yeah. to the players and then in red i'll put stuff that's just for me as far as what might be in that room that they're going to discover okay so as far as a player goes i don't like pens because you're right they change i don't i would not like to see a player put pen mark on their on their player sheet just because they're going to change there's exceptions to that and that's would be if you need to add a stat block that the sheet doesn't normally have right um or something that is going to be a permanent change on there as far as a dm goes i could see these this is the dm box so mm -hmm. i could totally see those good being good for a dm and you're right the different colors you could say storyline is going to be this black one the red one is going to be like monster encounters and then the blue is the characters or wh mm -hmm. whatever character whatever or environmental effects or anything in, like that just yeah just that in your mind you see that color and you can say okay i'm changing from what i'm giving the characters let me read this real quick here's what what's going to happen next you know you're you're walking through this cave and you feel a shudder and it's you know it starts to cave in behind you yeah well you know that's something maybe i'd put in blue just so that it draws my attention to it and lets me know okay i need to set maybe a scene that's a little bit more tense and they have to act a little quicker yeah i i could i, I could see the use and and the the different colors i if it was a single pen i wouldn't say it's worth it the three pen set with the different colors i think just adds that that little bit wayne that puts these together really does think i, I think he really thinks well, that through one and he's you know he's someone that's been playing for a, a long time many 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 years he's been game mastering many yeah. many years so he he has that mindset of these are things i can use while i'm i'm running the game and some of these are things that he, maybe he doesn't need all the time but maybe in a pinch yeah i could use this for something so i'm gonna grab the next one here because i think what i'm talking about in a pinch i just kind of saw this poking out i saw this and yeah they, this is one of those things that depending on how you track it it's an initiative tracker and this is one of those things that again is great for a dm yeah um, you know you've got where you can put their initiative the character name their ac and their hit points and you know Let if you want to take it. a look at it yeah before we put that on the main camera i want to see that um, and it's it's a it's a pad, so yeah. it's it's several in there. Um, I will tell you this, along with um, Yahtzee sheets. Yeah, you're you're gonna make copies of this, and you're gonna have. So I would probably put four of these on a printer and print it out, so I could have copies when I get down to the like the last few. Mm -hmm. um, or if I think about it ahead of time, I generally won't, so I'll have to go right back down to Dungeon Crate and buy <laughs> buy another one. <laughs> You're, you're going to get me on that anyway. So let me put that on the camera there. And, you know, the nice thing about that, and I may steal that from you for our uh, our game that we run, take a little bit more time, but I, I track everything as far as initiative on my computer. But that, the nice thing about that is you can fill this out so that when the party is in an encounter and there's combat, fill that out tape it to the other side of my computer or to my dungeon screen 
So yeah. the party can see what that initiative order is too, because things start happening and it's easy to skip someone in initiative order. Uh, it, it is. And now this, now this is where you and I differ a little bit because you do a lot of the stuff on the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see the, I could see the, the value out of that. I like everything written down Be, and, and computers, you know, you got power supply, there's been a lot of times where we've been playing and you're like, oh, my initiative order went away. Yeah. So if it's written down, it's there. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can see both ways. I see a valid both ways. Um, I will tell you, now that we have the sheets, you may want to, like, switch over to the sheets. Maybe for just initiative, that might be a, a, a different deal. Or here's the other thing with it if you're running multiple monsters Mm -hmm. and you want to say hey i this sheet's going to be my monsters and i'm going to run through that that's great um i will tell you another thing that i would like to see too and i'm i'm going to tell you what i'm going to do i am going to steal that i'm going to steal one of those and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to laminate it yeah that way, dry, I could erase, dry erase, erase marker on it, and it could change all the time. Yeah, it, and that's another great thing with something like this is you take a few of these and laminate them. Um, yeah. you know, if nothing else, then players can just kind of mark down where on this they are in initiative. Right. Because uh, how, how many times are we in the middle of combat and someone says, well, when is my turn up? Right. Uh, yeah, God, I, that'd I, be nice. And, you know, the, the other thing I like about that, um, the the website that I use for... Um, tracking initiative is Cobalt Fight Club, which they're great, but you can't really, at least I haven't found a way to differentiate between all the monsters. So Uh, if if you throw a pack of goblins at them, it essentially gives you goblin one, two, three, four. I can use this to write down a little bit more and keep track of where they are in in the combat. Right, because it it doesn't tell you which which goblin's the boss or the caster or something like that right. I, it, it breaks down depending on the monster because it pulls everything from the the D source books um so it, you know i can put in a goblin war chief or something oh, okay so it'll differentiate differentiate between that but if i've just got six goblins that the party's going up against it just gives me one two three four five six oh. but with this i can kind of make notes as far as you know, drawing drawing lines and everything, just my sloppy way of taking care of as far as who's engaged with who because... Yeah, because if you put the character's initials right mm -hmm. next to who's fighting who, that will help you keep track. And if you can't do that online, that's actually better. Okay. I think it's my turn, and I'm going to pull the other uh, pad. Let's leave that pad right there. Um, Okay, you're just going to put that one on top of it? I'm just going to put this on top. So this is a grid pattern, so it's another grid pad. It basically has squares. It's for... It's a dungeon mapper is what it is. Um, I don't know that I... I don't know about these little... I'm going to put this on the right there on the main camera. Um, how do you feel about these kind of these kind of sheets? So the first time I saw that when I was down at Dungeon Crate, I, I thought it was kind of pointless because realistically you're not going to draw a dungeon on something this small. Well, but, but if you're I, doing it room by room... Well, I started thinking about it, and that's kind of what I thought. This you can use to, if you go your old... Which I still do a lot of old school graph, graph paper dungeons. Yeah. If you go to that, but then you want to zoom in on a room and put more features in there. You know, your your tables, your chairs, environment things. Maybe there's a fireplace. Oh, This yeah. would be good for that because it's kind of zooming in on that room. 
Uh, you, you know, you, when you said that, I just, I just, it just dawned on me what that could be used for. So you, in, in our campaign that we're running, um, we have a tower that was basically customized to us. Mm-hmm. And I think you said we, you gave us graph paper and you said, design your, design your tower. Right. You could have given one, everybody one of these sheets and, and everybody could have designed their own room right. where their bed was, everything. That way you have an idea of what the setup was and it kind of engages them a little bit oh, yeah, more. Definitely. I'm, I'm all for engaging players in cre- helping create that world. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. What people don't understand is, is when you get them to learn how to map up on something like that, um, I still to this day will say if I'm moving my living room around and I'm readjusting it, I like to take something like that and I could say, well, I'm, if I put this here, 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 how much, what room am I going to have or what, what it's going to look like? I can mock it up and, you know, I could see what it's going to look like. If you start getting that, those skills here, learning that when you're playing D&D, that's a skill that you can take in, a, in the real life. So Definitely. And that doesn't sound like something real big as far as, oh, I'm going to rearrange my, my living room and here's where I'm going to put this, here's where I'm going to put that, unless you've done it. Oh, yeah. Because moving furniture is, is not fun and easy. And, you know, I, just this last year, because of things that had happened at my house, I had to rearrange everything. And thankfully, yeah. you came over. You and Mikey came over and helped me. And But, you know, it's even if you get down to a couple ideas doing that. Yeah. And then it's, okay, I'm going to move this and see what looks better. You're not moving the furniture all day long. You've got two, maybe three ideas. Right. So, yeah, graphing something out at a young age and, and learning that, that spatial uh, – not spatial awareness, but where everything is spatially uh, against yeah. each each other is is a really good tool to have. And and I I used to always do that. Now I've gotten to the point where, like when I went to your house, I looked at it. I could look at it and go in my mind. I had this running in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was already there. I'm like, if we do this, 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 that should look pretty cool. We did it. It looked great. Yeah. I, I mean. It made that area that we sit in to watch TV and just hang out a lot more functional and a lot more conversational. So yeah, so it, people, you know, I, I hate when people say, "Oh, that's so stupid." I don't, you know, that's that's pointless. Um, if that's your opinion on something like that, that's there's no one's going to change your opinion. But if you could see everything as multiple use, that's what you could do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're next, aren't you? Yeah. All right, what are you going to pick? I I see something in there, but I'm going to save that for last because I think that's kind of something big for it. Okay. So we're going to take this little little pack, and, and these, again, for a DM, these are going to be great. You probably can't see it real well through the plastic that's on there, but we'll see if this one will let me rip it open. Yep. Oh, there's a certain spot right below where the hangy hole is. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So these are going to be little... Uh... I know exactly what these are, and these are, again, something that... And they're multiple. Yes, it's. There's several in there, and they've got to finish. So I'm almost thinking you may be able to dry erase on these. Oh, okay. But for these, it's got a place for players' names, so you could probably use it for players as well, just for quick cards. But here we'll get a little bit closer and see if people can make out what that says. For me, as a DM, here, give me a couple. I'll put a couple. Yeah. Here, these I'm gonna are going to be great. You take one. And I'm going to put them on the main camera so you can see what we're talking about right there. So, Mikey, you see those pretty good? I can. All right, good. So those are what those look like. So let's take a look and see. And for me, for a quick NPC or something like that, 
this is phenomenal because unless it's going to be a major NPC that's going to be a long part of that story, you don't need to really flush everything out. You know, if it's just a someone that they find along the road that they're helping to get back to the next town that was maybe injured or something, or or just you know any NPC that they're going to interact with that you maybe need some quick stats for, it's just a quick little spot for their name, their level, their stat blocks, uh, AC, hit points, and then. Uh, you know the other things that you're going to need such as their initiatives uh, their walking speed their passive wisdom wisdom the proficiency bonuses and their spell save cd so these are just a quick little npc in a box essentially yeah i really and, do like these these are pretty cool now here's here's a problem that i have with with any kind of dnd and tabletop um we're us players are kind of a pain in the ass yeah okay? Um, you go where I don't want you to. Yeah. But that's my fault because I like to run an open world sandbox game. and Well, it's not only that, but there's a lot of times where we will, like someone that's supposed to be like a, a just a pass-through character, we end up befriending and making <laughs> making friends. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but you almost have to make stats for you know every scenario. And having, I mean, as many as there are of these... Mm-hmm. You could uh, you can organize and have a couple, you know, pre characters. Here's a good thing about these because if you're going to create a random encounter and you need a random person that you may have to fight, you may not have to fight. You don't know where that that is. Right. You could like turn these. You could have all these filled out, turn them over side, and say you ran into this person on this road. Yeah, and and that is exactly what I was going to say. Like with the the other uh, sheets, you could even take these, make copies of them. Yeah. Or just take this format, and if you're something that does everything on a computer, yeah. kind of take these and just make a little um, Excel. Oh, yeah. And you've got random characters there. You make 20, 30 of these that you just pull out whenever and yeah. randomly select one. If you do it with the, the cards, then you just have them all in the box and you pull one out. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a ton of different ways you can do this, but I am definitely going to steal this idea for my random characters from Dungeon Crate. Well,. I bought this for the intention of using it for our gameplay. So I figure anything that we could enhance. So if I would say when we're, if you're GMing, you know, whoever's GMing is going to be able to use this. Yep. And then if I switch over to GMing, cause I do as well, um, we could do that. So, all right. I think I'm next on the pick, aren't I? You are. I, I'm going to save the good stuff for you. I'm going to pick some of the swag here. Um, cause I always, I, I still like these. I've always liked these. Um, I'll hold these up just like that. And then I'm going to put them right here on the card, right there. So there's a couple buttons for you. Um, one's a dragon, and what is this one? That looks like a spell book with uh, oh, a that is fire a coming out of book it. With a phoenix or something rising yeah. out of it. Okay, I see it now. I So, again, I always love buttons. Um, now, people think buttons are stupid. I, I I don't understand that. Everywhere I go through and I could get, like, buttons. Now, you ride Harley. Mm-hmm. How many Harley buttons do you have? I don't have any Harley buttons, but I've got a bunch of Harley patches. Right. So, patches, buttons, mm-hmm. what, whatever you're doing. For gameplay, I love this. Like, Mikey has a jacket. Mikey, you have a jacket that has all kinds of what's in there? A bunch of, like, pins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the pins of? Pokemon. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> But, you know, even when I was younger, when I was my girl's age, Mikey's age, 
we traveled quite a bit and yeah. it was fun to get a button from every place that you went to right and then you had a, a jean jacket or whatever that you put the buttons on and it's just we yeah, here's where that. i've been we all did that yeah. in, in, as a kid we i still do it for my vest my my motorcycle vest yeah. I, every time i go somewhere i grab a pin uh now those are different pins than these but yeah i i love i love pins we'll put them on the side of bags and you know i don't know i i if i go out and i see someone walking around mikey if you see someone walking around with some pokemon rebecca's will see the pokemon i they do this weird thing with their phone so like she'll go pokey hunting and she'll hold up her phone and she does this like weird thing with her phone and then they do this nod and all of a sudden they're rating together it's like a second language. That's what these buttons are. That button, when I see someone walking around, I see a dragon button or something that is this style. It's kind of a thieves can't. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Um, I, I, I like them. I, yeah. I, I've always loved buttons. So, All right, I think the last one is it, kind of all the paperwork. So, I think so. It's. I'm just going to take all of the, Oh, no, there's a couple of things in here. So It's whoa. not what's going on here. This has got more in it than that. So this is one. So it's got more than I thought in there. Okay. Holy cow. So this we're, we're is... We're going to pull everything out, and then I'm going to pull the box out of the way here for us. Yeah. Here, I'll just, just take and put it over here. You want to take it? I'll throw it over here. I'll just throw it off camera here. If you hear that? Nope. I landed on the futon. How about <laughs> that? So this one is Beasts of Burden, which this appears to be a module that Wayne and some of his cohorts wrote. I really like how they do their modules. Oops, I actually got a couple of them. Um, where he writes this out real nice and gives you all of the um, different information for the adventure. Um, there's a section in here where it's about influencing and hurting the Shriek, which is a, probably going to be a, a monster of some sort in here. But he also, at the back of it, gives you some magic items. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. And then stat blocks for the monsters. So really, oh, wow. really nice. I'll let you kind of look through that while I look at the other stuff here, that's I'm in gonna, here. I'm going to put it right here on camera so it could go right here. While you're looking through this yeah. stuff, I'm going to kind of open this up. So it kind of beasts of burden. And now, I want to say that there's like XP. Oh, there's a map. Yeah. Look at that. Well, there, there's another map here that I'll, I'll get to. Um now, oh, yeah. from what he told me when I was in there the other day, all of his modules that they create are compatible with both D and D five E and Pathfinder. So, oh okay, if you, you know, that's great for if you go back and forth between games, or maybe you're not a D and D person but you like the rule and the play of Pathfinder better. Okay. Um, so, this looks like it's the boss monster in the in the module. So, in the beast of burden, and yep. if you flip it over, you have his stat block. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really nice to have there. Yeah. And this, I really like that he has a picture of the monster on it because, you know, as a, a DM, I like to describe the mon whatever it is that you're you're facing. Right. But everyone gets kind of a little bit different ideas to what it looks like. So this is kind of a nice way to after you describe it, say, yeah. here's what it looks like. And then it also has the magic item that's in it. And again, with the stat information for the magic item on the back. Um, another great thing, because you know, how much time do we spend writing down the stats on different items that we get? Oh yeah, you get the you 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 get your magic item. Then you have to go to the website or the book. You open it up. You go through that, 
and then it's kind of a I, I don't know it and then you're you're trying to write on a character sheet you end up getting another sheet it's mm-hmm. man that is awesome yeah and then this one also has a little mini dm screen okay and what i really like about this as a dm is again on the back of it it has all the information that you need to run the module looks like oh wow so you know, you get a as far as monsters screen. and and everything else yeah so it, it looks like it has a lot of that other than kind of step by step here's what room you're going into right it's it a has quick, all quick of that. cheat sheet yeah yeah definitely and it looks like this was written by james roadhaver which i'm not sure who that is but we will have to maybe do a one shot through this sometime and i'm good with that do you know how many one shots we have now with all these oh, boxes I, I bought and then of course there's a map here yeah, so too, the right? last thing that is in there is oh let's go to the big camera or let's go back over to us here um because this holy cow yeah, let's hold that up that's a good sized terrain map there oh. for your adventure holy cow so, yeah. that's no joke i'm gonna put that back on the let's go back to the table camera here that that's nice mm-hmm. and you know what i love about maps like this is you don't just have to use this for this campaign you know no. you can you can grab this and okay you're walking through an area where there's a burnt out farm you know over here and and some burnt out crops or whatever you decide this is going to be yeah i'm um, just a real nice thing to kind of set that stage for if you're using miniatures or tokens or something like that yeah um, you know i i really like theater of the mind but sometimes when you get really deep into tactical combat going to something like this is great so that you, everyone can see where they are in relation to the monsters and yeah, each other i agree that way you have an understanding of distance and things mm-hmm. like that um i like it because it's not huge right um it's not overpowered and it's not big it's something that you could throw out on a, on a quick table and it's not going to to hinder too much right. our, our gaming table with six of us sitting at the table and everything that everyone needs for character sheets all the stuff that i need to dm plus a couple yeah. of dice trays it fills up quick so something that's not real big like this yeah is great yeah i agree i think that, and that's the beast of burden package mm-hmm. right right all right so i'm gonna clear the beast of burden and then i'll clear while you go to the next one how about that well i was i was gonna leave the next one to you because it looks like there's three of them here so well, go for it go for it you're the okay. guest you you have fun with it i'm gonna put the beast of burden while you're describing that here so that way we keep them all together, you know what oh, I mean? And you know what? I just noticed that on this one. Let me see the the book, uh, the book for Beast of Burden. Level it does five. give you the level yep. that's that's recommended. So this one is another per, another one by the same author. And this is Corruption, uh, Corrupting Influence, which I'll give you kind of a look there. Down in the bottom yeah, left-hand corner. On it yeah, there. There down you in go. the bottom left-hand corner. I'm sorry, I guess right-hand corner is where it gives you the level that it's for. Um so these, you know, the one thing I like about one shots like this, whoops, and I'm dropping stuff. It's it's a uh, lot, isn't yeah. it? Well, and, and this one, it's again, it gives you a a book that goes through and if you want to gives you the the story as far as what's happening, and then it gets to the end. There's a a little map here. All right, everybody, thank you for watching part one of the Game Master Toolbox. Bet you didn't think you were going to see me here, but you did, so you're welcome. And stay tuned for part number two. Bye, everybody.